Hospitals in Gaza are collapsing as Israeli forces battle Hamas. That's where we're starting The Seven from The Washington Post. I'm Christina Quinn, and for Jeff Pierre. It's Monday, November 13th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one. Doctors and aid agencies have described a catastrophe unfolding in Gaza's biggest hospitals. They have been without electricity or water for days. That has led to the shutdown of incubators for premature infants and intensive care facilities. Entire hospitals have ceased operations. The fighting has driven tens of thousands of civilians, including hospital patients, to embark on a perilous hours-long march to the south. Israel's military has denied striking the hospitals or targeting civilians, but international criticism is mounting over the high civilian death toll in Gaza. Also over the weekend, the U.S. launched deadly airstrikes against Iranian facilities in Syria following recent attacks against U.S. forces there. There have been at least 46 attacks against U.S. military personnel since mid-October. 56 troops have suffered injuries. Donald Trump's defense at his civil fraud trial in New York is set to begin today. That's story number two. The former president's lawyers will start calling their own witnesses in this phase of the trial. His eldest son, Donald Trump Jr., is scheduled to return to the stand today and tomorrow. Trump, two of his sons, and the Trump Organization are accused of exaggerating the values of their properties to get better deals from bankers and insurers. The defense is expected to argue that the Trump family knew little, if anything, about how the financial documents at the center of the trial were created. Number three. Senator Tim Scott suspended his presidential campaign yesterday. The South Carolina Republican has struggled to gain ground. His polling declined after the first debate, and voters said they didn't see him pushing past the other candidates. Yesterday, Scott announced his decision on the Fox News program Sunday Night in America with Trey Gowdy. I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. Trump continues to dominate the race for the Republican nomination. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley are battling for second place. A Ukrainian military officer coordinated last year's Nord Stream pipeline attack. That's number four, an exclusive post story. The Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines run from Russia to Germany under the Baltic Sea. They provide energy to millions of people in Europe. And last September, they were bombed, leading to massive leaks just before winter. U.S. and Western officials called the sabotage a dangerous attack on Europe's energy infrastructure. Now, a post-investigation found that Roman Trevinsky was central to the bombing. He's a colonel who served in Ukraine's Special Operations Forces. He's currently in jail on separate charges that he abused his power. Through his attorney, he's denied any role in the bombings. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has said his country was not involved. But this is the most direct evidence yet tying Ukraine to the pipeline sabotage. At number five, a possible looming volcanic eruption in Iceland has led to evacuations. Hundreds of earthquakes have rattled Iceland in the last few days. 
the seismic activity suggests a volcano 25 miles from Reykjavik could be about to erupt. Iceland has declared a code orange, that's a level 3 out of 4, on the universal ground-based volcano alerting scale. The region has experienced intermittent eruptions since 2021, but the mounting eruption will probably be markedly more intense. People in the area have evacuated over fears that volcanic fissures could open in the ground, and the famous Blue Lagoon geothermal spa has closed. You'll probably be able to keep more money from taxes next year. That's number six. Last week, the IRS announced new tax brackets for 2024 with bigger standard deductions. That will allow most Americans to hold on to more of their income and help people to keep up with inflation. The standard deduction will rise to $14,600 for single taxpayers, which is an increase of $750. For married couples who file jointly, it will grow by $1,500 up to around $29,000. The IRS will also raise thresholds for its seven tax brackets by 5.4%. That means a single person will be able to earn over $609,000 before being taxed at the highest tax rate. And at number seven. A stamp from 1918 sold for more than $2 million. The stamp is known as an inverted Jenny. Back in 1918, the U.S. Postal Service was printing stamps to commemorate the start of regular airmail service. But in the rush to get them out, some were printed with an upside-down plane, a Curtis Jenny biplane to be exact. That's how the inverted Jennies were born. Only a hundred were ever sold to the public, and they've become the most coveted stamp in the world of stamp collecting. This one was bought by 76-year-old Charles Hack. He's been collecting stamps since childhood. His inverted Jenny had been left untouched in a safe deposit box for decades and is in excellent condition. You can take a look at it in our newsletter. That's the show for today. But one more thing before you go. If you don't already listen to our afternoon podcast, Post Reports, please check it out. That's where you can hear my colleagues from around the newsroom diving into exclusive reporting from The Post. The latest episode explored the relationship between China and the United States through a unique lens, the National Zoo's iconic and beloved giant pandas, which were sent to China last week. Just search for Post Reports wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to like or subscribe to the show. I'm Christina Quinn. We'll meet you back here tomorrow.